Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. Politics is no longer left versus right. It's truth versus propaganda. The show starts now. You know, the real miracle of Christmas is that any religious significance remains. Despite the gaudy tinsel wrapping, the meaning of the Christ Mass remains somehow intact. Though our eager eyes now search the skies for man-made stars... We yet remember best the one which once upon a time stood still over a stable. This is the miracle of Christmas. Not that so many profane the day with self-indulgence, but that so many still trudge through the snow to an early service or a midnight mass. If after generations of effort we still tend to disparage the day, what do you suppose would happen if we instead renewed it? There are no more lengths to which we can go to dilute its significance. Perhaps we should revert to reverence. For if this magic day, despite the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, has somehow survived and thrived, my goodness, with proper care and tending, the love it represents might heal all of our hurts. The faith we could not starve to death, properly fed just once each year, might overwhelm the world. Anyway, we've tried everything else. The revitalization of Christmas will be as tedious as its erosion was gradual, but there's no better time than right now because it's later than it's ever been. Where do we begin? With prayerful thankfulness, I think. Merry Christmas, we traditionally say to one another. Merry Christmas. Yet that's not the larger meaning of the day. It's his birthday, not ours. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show on a Friday. And of course, talking about Christ because it's Christmas. And it's so grateful to be able to um, live in a country where I can do that. Isn't that amazing? And so I have a guest, and I I want to bring him on because, yes, I, I, we have obviously so many questions for him. I have so many things to talk to him about. But Daryl Eves, how are you? I'm doing really good, and I really do appreciate Paul Harvey. That was amazing. Right? Wasn't that great? Oh, I, I love Paul Harvey. so good. I know. Me too. I love it. Um, Daryl is one of the uh, creators of The Chosen, and let me just tell you what a phenomenal success that has been. Can you please tell us? There is a new Christmas special coming out. We'll talk about that. A new season coming out. But I just want to hear from you, Daryl, um, what it's been like to put forth a series that is so loved and cherished by people. It's so popular. So what has this been like for you? Well, for us, it's been a roller coaster ride, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. nobody wanted to see it, and mm-hmm. then they saw it, and then everybody wants to see it, which has been so great. Yeah. But for those that don't know, The Chosen's about the life of Jesus Christ through the perspective of those that he called. And so it's more about the people and the people of first century, the oppression that they were going through, the persecution that they were facing, and then how the master of all came in and really brought relevant ways to their lives that really connected with them to literally change. And so we just love that, love to see the transformation, how how people who discover Jesus and his teachings of how they can change to become a better version of them. Amazing. I was talking about this coming into the show today, that that book has changed, the Bible has changed more lives. Um, He has changed more lives. And that book, and and even our history is described as before Christ and then in the year of our Lord. So it's it's pretty amazing, the influence and what has happened. In fact, um, it's it's everything. It's everything. When, When people realize 
Christ's life. It's everything. So I really love this series and I hope people really understanding will go see this series and binge watch it before this fourth season's coming out. When does the fourth season come out? So the fourth season comes out in February, mm-hmm. and for those that want to go watch it, they can do it on Amazon right now. We've been in the top ten of Amazon since July. Wow. And there's not really ever been a show on Amazon that's been as long as we've been in the top ten. And so it's just so great to see, you know, the response of people connecting to the message that was over, you know, 2,000 years ago that's really, really relevant for today. Well, and you're doing a really good job um, depicting more of – personalities and realness and the kind of the availability of seeing people as people and struggling with all the same things we struggle with. And I think that's what really has hit a home run. Do you think that's kind of what Mm -hmm. it's the heart of the series? Oh, it's the secret of success because, um, you know, when when we read the Bible and when we have seen other media, they just focus in on the miracles and what Jesus taught, but they never really – went in depth of what it would have been like to hear it, you know, and what their lives are like. And so I think what the the secret of success is, is that we can kind of identify ourselves in those disciples that Jesus called, but also the people around him. Right. And what I love is we might know someone like Matthew, or we might know like someone like Peter or Mm -hmm. like Andrew or as hard headed, like, you know, Gaius at times. And so like for, for us, it's just beautiful way to tell stories about real people with real problems and as they discover what Jesus taught and who he is to see that transformation but also the choice because not everyone followed as we all well right. know you're right you're <laughs> but right. it's the choice yeah. and the impact yeah we, we like to kind of look back and then think well I would have <laughs> you know but yeah look at I don't the know struggles. I mean look at the struggles going on today I mean we have the same struggles they did um, they are the same kinds of people that we are and so of course there were the struggles of what choices to make and in that moment what you would decide and what you would do and so that's what I love about it is it really presents that sort of realness that, you know, this is, this is what occurred back. We have the same exact problems and the, ex- the same exact challenges. And so uh, you have a Christmas special coming out in just a few days. Will you talk about that? Yeah, so The Chosen was actually birthed from a short film that Dallas Jenkins made for his church. It was called The, the Shepherd. Mm. And, and ultimately, it told the story of the, how it would have been like to be a shepherd in that time and witness the birth of Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, rendition of it. And ultimately, uh, as The, the uh, Chosen became more popular, we did another one where it was The Messengers. It was more about mm. Joseph and Mary and their journey. Well, this year we did a mashup of that original short film that Dallas made for his church mm-hmm. and the messengers that we made a couple of years ago, and we mashed it up together. Okay. So it's uh, really uh, conducive to the full story, nice. and it's called Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night. And we're really excited about it because it is a celebration about what Christmas is really about, which is the birth of Jesus Christ and what it represented and what it continues to represent 2000 years. And it's, it's a a more of a spoken word and we have great dramatization of things that have happened, but also we have musical guests like uh, Andrea Pocelli, Brandon Lake, Mm -hmm. Zach Williams, uh, Matthew Marr, Phil Wickham, the Bonner family here in Utah, One Voice Children's Choir. It's just going to be a a wonderful, wonderful evening. Oh, can I just tell you how much I love that you're doing this? Because I look at all the offerings from Hollyweird and I... 
I don't I don't like going to the movies anymore. But what I, I love about what you're doing with The Chosen um, in February is that you go to the theater to watch it. And this Christmas special, you get to go to the theater. And not only is it a better viewing of anything rather than your home is, is going into the movie theater, right? But also you get to see other people enjoying it with you. And you get to see how many... Uh, when, I, when I saw The Chosen in the theater last time, I looked around and it just gave me such a moment of just joy to see to see it completely yeah. packed and I mean packed so I, that's what I love about this is you're all getting together and you're seeing this together and I, I bet there's something that just really special that happens with that for people because I think it's needed right now and I'm sure that on set I know I've had many people ask me ask Daryl what it's like on set on The Chosen Do, I mean <laughs> I'm sure there's so many experiences and things that you've had but I can only imagine what it's like to try to depict all of this and how much you yeah. feel the spirit when that's happening oh yeah let me just share one experience okay. it was uh there's been been multiple, Kate, to be honest oh, with you. Sure. I can, I, I, there's so many I can't name. But sure. just to realize the Sermon on the Mount, it was just beautiful to mm-hmm. be there and to witness the preparation that Jesus was doing with Matthew. They kind of depicted that. Right. And, you know, it was just so impactful to think of the words that were coming out so eloquently from Jonathan Rumi yeah. that is so relevant for today. Uh, we look at our world today, and it's really, it, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of issues that people face. Yeah. There's a lot of wars, rumors of wars. People are mm-hmm. conspiring. Yep. But what he taught 2,000 years ago is super relevant for us today, and we can learn from that. And so for me, you know, being on set to hear the words that are really depicted right from the Bible and those scenes, and then also have that creative liberty of the creative background of some of those things happening. Oh, I can only imagine. It's just been life-changing for me. I mean, does the hair on the back of your neck just stand up all the time? <laughs> I would imagine. All the time. <laughs> I would imagine it's like a daily thing because I don't think you can go into depicting Christ and really praying and asking to make sure that you depict that carefully, right? And make sure that you're giving those right messages. Um, I can only imagine how much influence comes from above to do that. So I, I think it would be a joy to be able to do that every day and to be able to be on set with this well, my, every day. Yeah, well, my, my favorite thing isn't necessarily, you know, being on set and seeing it depicted, but seeing the impact of what the content is really doing in the world. Oh, yeah. We get thousands and thousands of people that have been uh, emotionally and spiritually impacted by the show yeah. and have given their heart to Jesus. Like that, that alone, right. it, it, it is, it, it puts fuel in our tank. It makes it, it's what we're doing. It's like really difficult what we're doing. So there's a lot of opposition. Sure. And I think the, um, and I think the devil doesn't want something like this to get out there and so there's we have extreme opposition but hearing those stories of impact of how it's changing lives today and getting them where it belongs because we're just a tv show but we want this to inspire them to get into the bible get on their knees go back to church and really learn of him and if this is a way to inspire the world then that's what we're we're here to do well it must feel really good putting something out so good I mean, we can do a lot of things with our talents, but if everybody could strive to find and utilize those talents in this way, can you imagine how we could change oh, yeah. the world really with a, with a very small group of people? So I really love that you're doing it. And so again, remind people we have about a minute left um, where they can catch uh, when in February. And then of course, this new one coming out is the 12th, right? 
the Christmas? Yeah, so the 12th, 12th to the 17th for mm-hmm. the Christmas with the Chosen, mm-hmm. and you can just type that in Google, and it'll come up with your, your, your times. Sure. Um, and what's really nice is once you go to the Christmas with the Chosen, you're going to see a trailer for season four. That's nice. the first time it's going to be shown. Nice. And it'll be in theaters. And then in the theaters in February, for the month of February, we're doing the full season of season four. And you do not want to miss this. This is where uh, uh, tensions and, and, and clashing start to happen. The enemies of Jesus literally close in mm. and start really picking off the followers, starting with John the Baptist. So, so. get tissues ready. <laughs> I can only imagine. Uh, yes, uh, this is going to be that's going to be hard, but it's going to be excellent. And see it in the theaters because th- seeing it in the theater is amazing. This helps them do more productions. And you know what? This is exactly how money should be spent. So thank you, Daryl Leaves. Really appreciate you, creator of The uh, Chosen. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Hey guys, if you love this show, please follow this advice. Go text Birch 989898 and text my name, Kate. You're going to get some free information. It's super important. At least look it over. And uh, I would not be telling you this if I didn't honestly believe this would help you. Okay. They're going to help you with gold backed security in the money you have out there. Okay. And also, should you unload your money? What should you do? And depending on your age, there's different things. So please go do that. Text 989898 and text my name, Kate. Thanks. This is the Kate Daly Show. And, you know, there's so many wonderful versions of that. And uh, this version, I love this version just as equally. This is Pavarotti. Here we go. So welcome back. I'm talking about Christmas because I think there's too much self-censoring going on in the media and too many people are afraid to talk about Christmas and they're afraid to talk about Christ. Can you imagine we live in a world where people are afraid to talk about Christ? I can't. Um, But it happens in the media because when I started radio, I was told, you know, there's some things that you're, it's not really cool, you know, to talk about or, or to, you know, because people might get offended. We're so worried that people might get offended and guess what? It's okay if they do. (laughs) It's okay. You can be offended and still live. (laughs) So if there's maybe one or two atheists listening today, why don't you just take the information in? I mean, come on. It just, it's so funny that we're willing to stifle messages that can really help people and you can really understand this season and this birth. And, and we, we, we censor because somebody might get upset. I don't want to live in a world where we do that. I refuse. So say Merry Christmas. Don't say Happy Holidays. And, uh, and make sure that we are talking about 
actual Christmas because I think it's so important to let our kids kind of know about about Christ about whose birth we're actually celebrating because we've come so far from that haven't we I saw the minimalist nativity they have a I'm like I'm not joking they have a minimal minimalist nativity and it's just a bunch of rocks and I looked at this thing and I thought who would put that in their home why even go nativity if you're not even going to signify because it's so genderless and so weirdly clean and devoid of what it looked like back then that you have a bunch of rocks sitting there. I guess they're supposed to mean Mary, Joseph and the baby. I, a little tiny rock for the baby. I, I what? Come on. We can't we can't be that. Can we? Ugh, I hope not. I want to talk to you about some of the gifts. Um and when I was growing up, and we still do this to this day, just in a different way, but, um, but in my own family, we, uh, my dad would take a flashlight and he would cut out a star on it. And then we would turn the rest of the lights down and we had these statues that represented the nativity and they were quite large, you know, um, and, uh, probably like 12, 15 inches high. Right. And we would actually, my dad would read from Luke and we would actually do the nativity as a family on Christmas Eve. And it's one of my most cherished memories. So the, the star, the cutout star in the flashlight, he'd shine it up on the ceiling and there was your star. And we fought over who got to be baby Jesus and who got to be the wise men and who got to be, <laughs> you know, all the different characters. And, but it was so neat being able to, on Christmas Eve, be able to have that as a family, as the tradition. And it's very cherished for me. And so now we still do the same thing. The little kids do the parts uh, live. And of course, um, we, we sing the songs and we read from the scriptures and we make sure that it is a very spiritual celebration not just a Santa Claus thing, but a spiritual celebration. And I'm really grateful for that. And my favorite uh, gifts through the year, and of course you can call up and give me your favorite gifts too, and things that have really touched your heart. Cause I'm going to imagine it's probably something that's touched your heart, um, either given to you with somebody of little means or that, you know, it, 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 and it was a big deal to give a gift and, and then just the specialness of the gifts. But through the years, I just remember more of the personalized gifts being more special, the things that children made me more special, um, and, and getting something that somebody handcrafted or did is way more special. I think I can't tell you what I got for every Christmas. And I certainly can't tell you what I got as a kid because I don't really remember. There was only a couple of things I remember asking for. But I do remember the feeling of Christmas and I do remember that it was always my favorite time of the year and still is because of the feelings of togetherness, family togetherness, joy, happiness. And of course, we're celebrating the most important event in our life, right? And, and person in our life. So to me, that was really special. And I love Paul Harvey for saying um, it's his birthday, not ours. It's his birth. How do you honor his birth. What an important message that is. Don't you love that? It's his birthday. Celebrate his birth. Be right back. Kate Daly's show. I'll take your calls. Hey. 
Hi, everybody. This is Kate. Hey, go to preparewithkate.com. Right now, you can get some food storage in your home, and you can get such a savings on it. You can get a three-month supply with $150 off, or you can get a four-day supply uh, for $297. There's some great deals right now, and the best part is you can actually pay over time, but get it in your house right now. So I'm, I'm really letting you guys know, preparewithkate.com. It puts you right into Patriot Supply. They're a fantastic company with fantastic products. Products. And I urge you to go ahead and get some food now as prices are going to be doubling and scarcity is going to be happening. So please get some food under your roof. Prepare with Kate.com. Thanks, guys. You guys. This is the Kate Daly Show. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save the world from Satan's power when we had gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Love that. Comfort That's from the joy. cathedrals. Oh, That's a throwback <laughs> for sure. Uh, they do a great job. And... Uh, I wonder if uh, many of them are still around, uh, the cathedrals. Anyway, welcome back to the show. Please visit my wonderful sponsors. They keep me on the air. Getbalanceofnature.com. Code word is Kate. Please get healthy. We need you. And that's something you can actually do. And then also um, text 989898. Text those six digits to Birch Gold because they can give you some free information that you need and how to secure everything with gold and back it up. And it's free to you, so why would you not why would you not? If the information's free, it's free to you when you do that. And my gosh, my hello, it's a pretty necessary right now with all that's happening. We'll hit more of that next week. But there's a couple of things I want to talk about. Um, uh, so back in the back in the day, and I'm talking back in the 13 colonies, when they traveled here to the new world, right? It brought up this debate over Christmas with them. And by the late 16th century, a group of Protestant reformers known as the Puritans sought to purify the Church of England and purge it of the Roman Catholic traditions they saw as excessive. And then, of course, you had Christmas, which had some roots at that, you know, obviously we all know in the pagan Roman winter festival, right? Um, And the Norse festival of Yule. And so they had the celebrations of Christmas in England and the lasted for nearly two weeks from the day of Jesus Christ. Christ's birth, December 25th to the 12th day, January 6th, and and consisted of um, some rowdy celebrations and so forth. Um, and then, of course, uh, they had Christmas in Jamestown and um, and it, in Plymouth, and there was kind of the difference between the two sects that, that, that were going on, right? And then, of course, for the settlers that arrived in 1607, Christmas was this very important holiday and celebrations were limited because they were struggling at the time in the Jamestown settlement. They preserved it as this more sacred occasion, day of rest. So by the 1620s and 30s, Christmas was established as this benchmark of the legislative calendar of the Virginia colony and the laws on the books in 1631, for example, stated that churches were to be built in areas that needed them before the feast of the nativity of our savior Christ. Okay. And by contrast, the pilgrims of the Plymouth colony belonged to the Puritan sect known as the separatists. And they treated their first Christmas in the new world as just one more working day at the time. And governor William Bradford noted uh, that in his diary that the colonists began building the colony's first house, even on Christmas day, uh, 1620, the following year, a group of newly arrived settlers refused to work on Christmas day. 
and Bradford let them off the hook until they could become, you know, better informed. But he drew this line after, uh, this very firm line after he found them playing games while everyone else worked. And if they, if they made the, the keeping of it Christmas a matter of devotion, let them keep their houses, but there should be no gaming um, in the streets. And in Massachusetts, the Puritans made Christmas illegal. So there was a lot of kind of battle over the establishment of what was to take place on that day and how to worship and, and celebrate. But it was a it was that group that started to kind of change things. And it says to me that be that be that group, (laughs) be that guy, be the one that says, well, no, I'm going to take this as a day of rest. Be that person in society. I love that. You know, Um, there was the old, you know, the Rosa Parks story. And I when I when I would give speeches, I would say, who sat who sat? Do you know the guy's name that sat behind Rosa Parks? Because they were just celebrating her. Her, the day that she did that or her birthday, I think just in this last couple of weeks, I heard on the news. And so I would say, do you know the guy sitting behind her? And um, I'd get this blank stare from the audience. And I would say, yeah, me neither. <laughs> because so many people don't stand when somebody else takes a stand, right? Um, and there are some questions about Rosa Parks' story, actually. But in the idea of what happened... We all have to be the person that shores up the truth. We all have to be the person that talks about Christ, even though really what we're taught right now is to kind of self-censor because of society, because you might offend somebody. I never, ever care if I offend somebody with the truth (laughs) because I know it's the truth. So let them be offended. Somehow, for some reason, we seem to have a problem with that. But I wanted to mention, this is uh, John, by the way, and I thought this was really important, and it was the three levels of Christmas. And I mentioned this on a show a couple of years back, I think, but there was the first level of Christmas, okay? And John, by the way, did a great job on this, and he said, it's the level of Christmas trees and holly and whispered secrets about what you want and colorful packages and rich food and warm open houses. And it's the carolers, it's the excited kids, it's the loving parents, it's the special time of of warmth. And everybody likes to go home in their cozy homes with all the Christmas decorations. We love Santa Claus. We love Christmas. That's level one. Level two, it's a more beautiful level. It's the second level. It's the silent night level. And it's the level of glorious kind of Christmas carols and reflecting on those. And, and now in the days that went out a decree from Caesar Augustus, and it's the level, it's, it's reading of that story. It's the level of the crowded inn and the silent holy moment in the dark stable when the Son of Man came to earth. And it's the shepherds. It's the bare hills near Bethlehem. It's angels with their glad tidings. It's the new star in the east. It's the wise men. It's God rest you merry gentlemen, right? And it's, it's this type of thing. And the trouble is, is those two levels don't last very long. They can't because you, when you get to the third level of Christmas, right, that's where it's all, that's where it's, that's where it is. So you have the 12 days of Christmas at the first level. It's about all, you know, we can stand. It's intense. It's extravagant. The trees dry out, the needles fall, the candles burn down and the beautiful wrappings will eventually go in the trash. And this is why these two, that level doesn't, doesn't last very long. And even on the second level, right? The level of baby Jesus, how many times in a season can you sing silent night, right? And the angels and the star and the shepherds and everybody gets to the point where they're ready to start off the new year. And so they kind of toss away that level of Christmas, but you get into the 
third level of Christmas. And that's really the third, the third level of Christmas is really about understanding the sacrifice, understanding what is life meant, more importantly, what is death meant and the significant gifts we receive because he lives. When you get into that level of Christmas, that's the one that lasts. When you get the meaning of his birth, the meaning of his death, and the meaning of the scriptures and all of those things, that's when you fully realize Christmas. That is the third level of Christmas. What's amazing about that level is that it completely lasts all year long. You don't get tired of living it. You don't get tired of talking about it. And you don't get tired of understanding it, right? He was and he is the wonderful, the great counselor, the mighty God willing to sacrifice his life that we might live if we're willing to accept him as our savior. And he is the everlasting father, the prince of peace. And if you love me, keep my commandments, right? And so it really truly is the living level is that third level. And I know we're used to celebrating Christmas on the first level. And I know that it's fun. And I know that it can be exciting. I played a Saturday Night Live clip of all clips in the beginning of the show talking about wrestling your kids, trying to get them in Christmas outfits for Christmas pictures and and so forth. There's a lot of that. But if we could get beyond that to teach our kids the third level of Christmas, even beyond the nativity and the what the nativity is, but why the nativity, not just the nativity for nativity's sake, but why there was the nativity scene, why they traveled with those gifts. Why did they give them frankincense and myrrh? Why did they, why did they show up? Why were they looking for the star? Right. And then the star finally appeared and they knew how did people of that day all know, right? I think that's what's so powerful about that third level of Christmas that can't be denied because it can last. It can last when all the other stuff fades. And that's amazing. Get to that third level of Christmas this year. All right, be right back. Kate Daly Show, I'll take your calls. I'm Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code, and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now. This is the Kate Daly Show.
Daly Show, of course, uh, Simon Kloroskli. Uh, welcome back. And of course, maybe I can take some phone calls. Uh, you know, what do you want people to know about Christmas? Um, I try really to focus on the whys or, or what this is, how we need to bring it back <laughs> a little bit. It's so far out with Elf on the Shelf and Santa everything and... Where is Christ in that? It's hard to see anymore. When I saw the minimalist nativity, I, I, blech. <laughs> um, why? Why would you do that? You know, why would you phase him out so radically when we need him more than ever right now? And you know, when I was talking about the colonists and the differences in how they wanted to worship and what they wanted to do, we came here for the right to worship God, because it was that important to us. And it was one of the things, you know, I wouldn't say that uh, besides trying to live every day, there were only certain things that, that people really cared about and still ought to. But it was about the, the freedom to worship how you wanted to worship. It took a lot of ironing out. It took a lot of, of things to be, to be able to get the miracle of America, to be able to do that, to be able to get the miracle of the constitution, the miracle of winning the revolutionary war. But what was it all about? It was all about worshiping the way you could, the freedom to do that. Because up until that time, you had to follow whatever the king wanted you to be and to know and how to worship the king's way. And we yearned and longed for religious freedom. I was watching a movie uh, a movie trailer for a movie coming out in which they're talking about coming to America and they were coming for profiteering and on all of these things. And they made it sound so they made capitalism sound very, very dark. And I know because I've read through journals, you have to read through the journals to understand what people were really thinking and feeling and letters from a farmer, American farmer and all of these wonderful books but there's something really special in that that can teach you about how they actually felt about it and why they really came here. You know, a, a, a plot of dirt is a plot of dirt. If you have the freedom to put on that dirt what you want and a freedom to worship, that meant everything to everybody. They were willing to brave it to come over here to get that kind of freedom. Still to this day, people want that kind of freedom when they come here. They should come and be vetted. <laughs> but, but nevertheless, it's that gift, right? of religious freedom because it meant that much to us always has. And they talked way more freely and God was way more at the cornerstone of everything they did during the day and, and everything that was about their lives. And we get to today and I look around and it's just, it's not that. And we need to get back to that. I see a lot of people doing good things. I see a lot of people whose attention is turned at this time for greater things than themselves, which is really great. And I love it. And it's inspiring. And we can inspire more. Remember all the kids that were getting together at the flagpoles to say prayer? How amazing was that? It didn't get any press coverage. It wouldn't, of course. But millions of kids got around flagpoles to pray. That's a, that's a pretty wonderful thing before school. I think that's neat. And I think that we, more and more kids are being homeschooled. More and more kids are being pulled out of the system to be able to be um, in private schools. And I know really wonderful private schools that are doing an amazing job. 
we have a whole undercurrent of people waking up and doing good things and that should be celebrated right now. And really it all stems back to the birth, that special birth that we celebrate on December 25th, right? Hi caller, welcome to the show, go right ahead. Merry Christmas, Merry Kate. Christmas, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Western civilization was nurtured by the Lord. Yeah. I mean, we've done so much. Yep. And, and today you look around the world and, and people behave yes. horribly. Yes. Well, I mean, we celebrate the season, but I mean, you're supposed mm -hmm. to emulate the Lord all the time, every all year. Yep. So we have to thank you for that. We have to lead out is really what we have to do. And I do see a lot of people leading out and doing that. And you know what? It's contagious. It is so contagious. Um, that's what I love about, about not only this time of year, but it should be all year is that we need to find our strengths and not be afraid of the circumstances. And if anything should have taught us the, the life of Christ should teach us to be very brave and courageous in truth and in what we do and say out there, stop being afraid. We're so afraid all the time of what can happen. I'm more afraid of getting, getting to the end of my life and not telling enough truth. I'm more afraid of that, to be honest with you. We'll all meet our maker. Of course, we all have one, and we'll all meet him. And what are you going to tell him you did with your time? Are you going to be the one that censors? Are you going to be the one that's in charge of doing all these types of things? Are you going to be the one that wears the brown shirt? Are you going to be the one that is there for truth. You're going to speak out on social media about truth. You're going to stand up for what's good and right. What's righteous. Are you going to, you're going to expose fraud like Mike Lindell does with voter fraud. You're going to expose, are you going to do your best to, to bring truth out? What are you going to say at the end of your life? I think we're all here for a reason, and I think that coming up on Christmas, it should mean that third level of Christmas for all of us. It should, it should be about, we came, we came to this land. Your ancestors did everything they could do to get here for religious freedom. So you would have the freedom to speak out. So why self-censor? Why, why come through all this, these, these lines of people that made it, right? My gosh, only to censor yourself? We can't be that. We can't be that. All of that was done. All of these things were done. All these things we celebrate. Then let's celebrate it to the fullest extent. Let's talk truth wherever we go. It's contagious. It's like that song. You run out with your candle out into the darkness. You run out. You're not the one that sits back and waits for everyone else to do it. You run out into that darkness. You be that light. If, it, if Christmas teaches us anything, it's how to live that third level of Christmas every single day. And I hope I can live it better. I really do. I hope that I can be a better example and tell more truth and be better at it. And also, I think blessings kind of pour down when you do it. I really do. I've seen that in my life. I'm so grateful for Christmas. I'm so grateful for that celebration of that birth that changed it all. Aren't you? Let's do our best. Let's do better this year. Let's be more truthful. Stand up for more. Be more courageous. Do more. Help more. Serve more. Love more. Let's do it. 
You guys all have a wonderful weekend. Be faithful. Be fearless. See you back here next week. Fight the good fight. Fight the good fight.